You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Today I want to share a story with you about a University of Kentucky junior who Jesus shows himself as a good shepherd. So one Sunday morning, my pastor and I, we were near campus, and UK's campus, where we meet for church, and we chose to engage a Christian group of student leaders who were doing a 30-day consecration. They were setting themselves apart, an event where they set themselves apart. So pastor and I, we went to go speak with this group, and we got a sense to pray for the group. And we ended up publicly just prophesying over the group. There was about 15 or so students. And after a series of events events that day, one of the students in the group, um, him and I ended up crossing paths again, and he told me that some of the things that we said publicly to the group were so specific to him, um, and and I had noticed he was crying earlier as as we were praying, that um, it was so specific to him that he wanted to identify the specifics of what we were praying about. Keep this in mind, I had never met this student before. Of course, we had, there was a group of students. I'm engaging with this one student from that group. Him and I continued our conversation. We exchanged phone numbers. We decided to start meeting up regularly. He and I met up every Wednesday um, for a few months, and I listened to his heart. He would tell me his story. And in my frail human attempts, um, I wanted to help him get closer to Jesus. He intellectually knew the Lord. Great theology, love church history. To this day, I love listening to him talk about just the church fathers, the church history. Love, he, he's read church fathers. He knows a lot of the great voices in the body of Christ. And he grew up in a denomination that taught some things well and had some other theological things that were questionable. And that's all denominations. Do things well, questionable things, all denominations. So it was not specific to his denomination. And so, um, through this, as a result of our conversations, I started to sense that I needed to take him on a journey of different exercises each week as we met together to help him engage God by the Holy Spirit, rather than only just his intellect. And the intellect means our ability to know, it's our knowledge. And it comes from a very Greek-Roman influence that we have. We just love to know stuff, read a lot of books and heady. But I said, let's go further, let's engage God by the Holy Spirit. And so it was evident um, he could talk all the right things and say all the right things, but there was a slight disconnect in some of the things of the Spirit. And I'm going somewhere with this. Now, this scripture that I'm about to read applies to all of us, and I'm included. So this is not just for this particular student, it applies to all of us. Jesus says this in in, uh, Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 through 9. He's quoting the prophet Isaiah, And, and Jesus says this, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And this is sometimes we can think some of our denominational ties. There's doctrines of men that we teach and we emphasize that. And some of those doctrines doesn't necessarily mean it draws us closer to the heart of the Father. It just means that we're listening and learning from the doctrine of men and human frameworks, human traditions, human revelation. It's not a bad thing, good training, but yet sometimes it's very intellectual. It's not, it's not something that's leading us closer to the Father. Here's what Isaiah fully says. This is Isaiah 29. This is what he said. He says, and the Lord said, Isaiah speaking, because this people draw near with their mouth and they honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, 
This is God speaking. I will again do wonderful things with this people, with wonder upon wonder, and the wisdom of their wise men will perish, and the discernment of the discerning men shall be hidden. That's Isaiah's original words. That's Isaiah, for those of you taking notes, it's Isaiah 29, 13. Jesus um, paraphrases him in Matthew 15. So some of the exercises I gave this student were this. And this is the key We met up every Wednesday. We just went through different exercises. I'd have him read certain scriptures in the New Testament about how God empowered the believers by the Spirit, and I'd ask him to wrestle with certain themes, certain wrestle with certain insights or any senses that he was getting about those particular scriptures. I also had him do a writing activity. This writing activity was about hearing the voice of the Lord. And remember the scripture we read in John 10, he says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. They're not going to listen to the voice of a stranger. And so it said, so the goal of this writing activity was about him learning to tune his ear to hearing the voice of the Lord. And I had him do two questions particularly. One question was, Lord, what do you think of me? And to be like a scribe and to listen in what the Lord Holy Spirit was saying to his heart. The other question, Lord, what do you want to say to me? And to give God free reign to speak. And it's interesting some of the results of that activity. And this is just, it's, again, it's an activity, it's a method, it's a strategies I use when helping people learn how to hear the voice of the Lord and even just go deeper by the Spirit. During one of those Wednesday sessions, he received a prayer language or spoken tongues. And I had him daily pray in his prayer language for a minimum of five minutes using a timer. Set a timer for five minutes, you pray in the Spirit for five minutes. The prayer language. And some of those moments I said, I'm giving you some challenge questions as you're praying in the tongues. What are you feeling as you're praying? Is there, is your tongues changing? Are there things developing in the tongues? Like a baby's babble develops into more of a more formal language. Is your heart softening to certain things in your life? Are there things that you once believed that I had to be doing this, but then your heart's changing? Are there any desires increasing or shifting inside of you as this is going on? Paul talks about all these things, and you can go read those. There's about six chapters in the New Testament that have different identifications about tongues. I believe the Lord directed our journey together, these Wednesdays. I believe He was directing our journey. And part of that directing our journey, um, uh, in a few minutes, I want you to hear from this student so that you can hear his side of the story, so that you're not just hearing from me as the one telling you the story and that you see a focal point here. I'm wanting you to see this. Jesus is a good shepherd. He knows how to lead his sheep. This focus, though you may have seen, okay, well, that's maybe your denominational tie. That may be your particular method of how you do things. Well, let me let you hear from him to see how Jesus is a good shepherd. Because Jesus knows how to lead those who are his, is what that scripture says in John 10. He, his sheep know his voice. He says, I am a good shepherd, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is about Jesus leading us, and Jesus being the good shepherd. So we can hear and listen to Jesus' voice. And Jesus has one flock, and he is the, our own one good shepherd. Let me let Jake come up here. I want to introduce you to Jake Patty. Uh, Jake is the person I've been speaking about this whole time, and I'm telling his story. So let me let him have the floor for about five minutes. Yeah, I'm a student at UK. I'm a junior in chemical engineering, and I'm a student leader at a campus ministry there called Christian Student Fellowship. And uh, honestly, a lot of college for me, um, a lot of my experiences in college have like sort of revolved around the fact that like I like grew up in church, I've known the Lord for a long time, um, 
but trying to figure out how to go deeper, trying to figure out how to hear from God. I feel like I didn't ever really learn anything about the Holy Spirit until college. And so just figuring out how to wrestle through all of that has kind of been a theme of the last few years of my life. From my perspective, we were doing this thing called 30 Day Journey, which it's a sort of month-long exercise in spiritual formation that Christian Student Fellowship does with their student leaders. And so the idea is to focus on solitude, to focus on um, talking to other people about what the Lord is doing in your life, and just like being more open to the movement of the Spirit in general. We were doing this thing called a six-hour solo, and so the idea is that we would all meet up, we would talk about what the plan of the day was, because we would meet up in the morning, then we would meet up after the six-hour solo. And so we were talking about logistics and just like a general plan for the day. Um, This morning, it was a Sunday morning, like Conrad said, Conrad and Aaron, who's the pastor at One Nation, came through as some of the staff from CSF were briefing us on the day, and they asked if they could pray for us. And so, of course, we were like, yes, of course. They begin praying, and Conrad, I remember specifically, like, asks if he can lay hands on people. And so Conrad starts going around the room praying and laying hands on people and praying very specifically for things. And Whenever he gets over to me, he lays his hands on me and he starts like praying specifically about how there's someone in this room who is struggling a lot with their career choices, they're struggling with their major. And I'm a chemical engineering major. I've always been super academically motivated. But at that point in time, I like did not want to be in my major anymore. I wished that I could go back in time, do something completely different. And so that's why I started crying, like he said. I did. I just completely broke down, started bawling. And none of this was explained to anyone until, like, after the six-hour solo. But basically, we then, all, all the students that are there, we all got sent off into our separate places where we were going for the solitude. I actually snuck back down the stairs because I was staying in the building. And I went and I found Conrad because I felt prompted to. Honestly, the thing about it was that He had prophesied over me. I'd never experienced anything like that where someone that I've never met before prays very specifically for what's going on in my life. And so I went and I met Conrad and I started talking to him and found out that he has an undergraduate degree in chemistry that he never uses. And he's really just been through a lot of the same stuff that I was going through at the time. So, yeah, I went and I met with Conrad and... uh, Like he said, we exchanged information, and I've just learned a lot about how to hear from the Lord from him. And honestly, I want to say that for me, the biggest thing to remember is that you're always you're always going to be a child in God's eyes. You can never lean on your own understanding. He's always going to know better than you do. That's this part of my story. A lot of college, like I said, has been a lot of continual growth towards Jesus. And uh, yeah. So what did you hear from him? And of course, I'm hoping you're not seeing an emphasis on something special about me as your brother in the Lord. The reality is, is this, is that I've walked with the Lord for 23 years. And I had some of the exercises that I gave to Jake were some of the things that were given to me. And I've tuned my ear to want to hear my father for the last 23 years to say, I want to know you. And it's been a quest to say, I want to know you. 
And just this last 25 months, I've read the Bible twice, and I've got a, literally a Excel spreadsheet that every time I finish a book, I put the chapter, I put the date and the time I do it. I've got a calculation, you'll see some of my personality here. I've got a calculation that identifies um, how many, the chapters I read, the percentage left to read, and I don't do well with sort of these plans that say, read the Bible in a year and follow this method. That just frustrates me because I'm like, if I get off schedule, then I'm messed up, then my day's messed up, I'm like, Ugh. So I created my own. So I created an Excel spreadsheet so I could follow them. So if I want to read 10 chapters, I'll read 10. If I want to read two, I'll read two. Instead of I got to read three every single day. And so anyways, um, so anyways, but there's, there's an increased desire to want to know the Lord and to want to know his heart. And so I'm devouring the scripture all the time. Well, you know, all that's doing, consider this, the Bible is really a record of God's interaction, relational interaction with humans. We get themes of how he engaged Joseph or Moses or engaged Abraham, or, and it's a record of these relationships. And so oftentimes we can get very dogmatic and square about it's got to happen this way because the Bible showed it this way, but missing the fact that no, Abraham was in a different context in a different time period for a different purpose, and God had it in story he's telling, and the themes of God's character and God's heart were being expressed through that relationship with Abraham, and he could do the same things with you and I. And so this is just what you're seeing as a result of 23 years of just walking with the Lord and wrestling and saying, Lord, you can speak. You're a not deadbeat father. You're a good father. You're a good shepherd. I'm a sheep. I know your voice. And I can hear your voice. And I went through a very fierce journey. And as I'm still on that first journey, speak to me, Lord. You, your words are the ones that guide my life, lead my life. I want to not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of your mouth. What Jesus said actually was quoted in Old Testament. So the reason I'm sharing this with you today, let me say it this way, is that's interesting. Some of the things I referred to today um, could be controversial. Some, some of those controversial things in the kingdom of God today, prophecy, speaking in tongues, and all this other stuff. But consider this, in verse 19 of this particular, what we read earlier, um, you'll notice that there was division amongst the Jews about what Jesus was saying. There was division. The Jews threw a fit, some of them. It's, it's, it's interesting that uh, just to relate to some of this, especially tied to spiritual gifts and tongues and prophecy, he was, Jesus was accused of having a demon. Read the text. He says, can a demon open the eyes of the blind, is where some others responded. In fact, he was accused of being blasphemous. He, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to arrest him. And Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, escaped their arrest. And many came to Jesus and many believed in Jesus. So today I'm just planting a seed, really. I don't have, in the 20 some odd minutes that I have, I don't have enough time to unpack all of this, unpack the scripture. That's one reason I wanted you to hear Jake's story. One reason why I wanted to kind of simply share the story I'm sharing. I want to leave you with tension. This is very intentional. I want to leave you with tension. Some of you are hungry for things that you don't know what you've been hungry for. You've been hungry to want to go deeper with the Lord and to go deeper and to say, oh, there's more for me. And my journey started the exact same place where many of your journeys started. I was 18 years old when I said yes to Jesus. It was my second semester of college. And, um, and I remember that night when I said yes to him. My world shifted. You're talking about a man who was supposed to be aborted. I would have been second of four abortions. You're talking about a man who was twice suicidal, standing before you. My life's a miracle. You're talking about a man that had a very bad past, but I don't have the best resume. Yeah, you see Dr. Conrad, but the story behind Dr. Conrad is a lot. And more details that's not necessary in this platform. But the reality is, is that I'm human just like you. 
There's nothing special about me, nothing special about Jake and others of us. The reality is, is that he's the shepherd. He knows his sheep, and his sheep know his voice, and he's the good shepherd to lead. So what I'm planting the seed for each of us here in this room is that if you are sheep and you say yes to Jesus, he's not deadbeat, a deadbeat dad, deadbeat father, one that does not speak. He speaks, and he wants to lead you. And you can be led by, and you can hear, and you can be led by his voice. There's reasons for various things. There's power in prayer. If you only knew how many hours my intercessory prayer team for the church communities I'm part of, me, myself, my wife, we pray. Because like Jesus did, he got up early in the morning, and he spent time with his daddy. And you want to know why he had power? Because he knew how to go listen to his father and spend time with his daddy. He knew how to say, you know what, the king of the universe, the one who created all things, and by your very word, I exist I want to know you. 